why did I say that? Why did I eat that? Why did I think that? Why did I buy that? Have you ever asked yourself one of those questions? Your emotions are powerful ingredients in your life, and it's time for you to build a life on the Word of God and not on your feelings. Estrogen. What is up with estrogen? If you read in a medical dictionary, it will tell you that estrogen plays a significant role in a woman's mental health. Lovely. That's the problem with my mental health. It's estrogen. A medical dictionary will also patiently explain that your levels of estrogen can cause mood lowering. Think about it for a minute. Mood lowering. A very discouraging phrase, wouldn't you agree? Let's read on in this medical dictionary. Because of recent studies with lab rats, estrogen levels may influence OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Lab rats, OCD, estrogen, and me? How can I even be in the same category with obsessive compulsive lab rats? Well, the truth is this. Our emotions are powerful, controlling ingredients in our lives. And as Christians, we need to learn how to recognize their power, evaluate their purpose, and then control their impact. Now, for all the men who are listening today, I just want to say, don't turn off this program because there's a lot that the Bible says about emotions in general. And who knows, this Bible study may just help you understand the women in your life because that's what this Bible study is going to be about. It's going to be about our emotions. If you are a human being, you have felt the damaging effects of an emotion gone wild. If you are a human being, you have felt the delight or the pleasure of positive emotions. And if you are a human being, you have been impacted by another person's pain or pleasure. It's all a part of life this side of heaven. But this is my question to God, the creator of the universe and the creator of me. God, did you really want human beings, men and women, to live a roller coaster life ordered by the fluctuation of hormones that we are unable to control? Let me tell you what else my research found about estrogen and about women. In ancient Egypt, there was a record of a condition called hysteria in women. That's right. It was only in women. As early as 1900 BC, there is this record found in the medical writings in ancient Egypt. And hysteria was described like this, lack of control over emotions and behavior. It's been going on a long, long time. You see, when we become women around the ages of 12 to 14, there's a surge of hormones, isn't there? What happened to that sweet little girl who sat on her daddy's lap and couldn't wait to help mama with the dishes? Now she thinks her dad is embarrassing and her mother is demanding. What happened to her? 
estrogen happen to her. These hormones that are a gift of growing up result in a roller coaster of emotions and physical change. We go up one steep incline, excited about what's ahead, reaching new heights, only to come crashing unexplainably down again. How is a woman able to love so deeply one minute and then spew violent words and monstrous verbiage on the people whom she loves the very most? There are moments when I've asked myself, are we all schizophrenic? Can you picture this? We've seen this story often, haven't we? In church, worshiping our little hearts out. God, you are good all the time. I love to worship you. You are my strength when I am weak. And then on the way home from church, everything changes. As a woman, you might be disgusted with a child for his behavior and just let him have it. You might be upset with your husband for his driving and so you give him the dreaded silent treatment. Your feelings are hurt because the pastor's wife didn't look at you and so you simmer in a raw, boiling cesspool of emotional sewage. Moments like that in my life, I've said, who am I? How can God even love me? Why does my husband tolerate me? And have I eternally warped my children? Now, this picture that I've just painted is not peculiar only to young moms and wives, but for those of you who are single, both young and old, you feel the cold loneliness because everyone is a duo and you are a solo act. If you're a younger single and you've never been married, you're always looking for prospects on the distant horizon. And when there's a new single guy at church, you check him out. There he is in all of his Christian hotness. And so the next week you come to church with your nails done, a new outfit, and you're smelling fine. In your mind, you have concocted a fairy tale of desperate love at first sight, of running across the pews to meet each other. And then this Sunday, he does come back to church, but with his gorgeous wife and six children. And so you can barely concentrate the sermon, but you are are suddenly single again and again and again. It's true. We do deserve the reputation, don't we? Women frequent the roller coaster of emotions much more than men do. We take many more dips and turns than do our male counterparts. Statistics show that women are twice as likely to experience depression as are men. Depression is the leading cause of disability for women recorded in the world. You know, friends, at our very worst, estrogen-induced moments, we think that what we want is to ventilate and to violate, to pout and to worry and to groan and to wail. We think that brooding and simmering with discontent is somehow going to cure us. We think that yelling at our kids and talking about our friends and withdrawing from our husbands and being short with our mothers is what's going to help us get over ourselves. But what we really need... Now now listen, what we really need is more of Jesus and less of all that. Listen, whether you're married or single, whether you're old or young, you don't want to be the caricature of the women that I have described. Who you really want to be is a woman who is overflowing with joy and with peace.
God gave you estrogen so that you would be a woman fully alive inside, fully embraced by your heavenly father and fully engaged with the life that he has extravagantly given to you. You want to be a woman who's at her best when God is at his biggest inside of you. You will never be this person by focusing on your pain, your disappointment, your emotions, or your estrogen. You will become this person when you subdue the outrage, when you practice some self-control, and when you fertilize the personality of the Holy Spirit. When you finally realize once and for all that life is not about you, that's when you will discover that you are fully mature and fully filled up with Jesus Christ himself. Let me read to you this powerful verse from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined, he planned them beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Do you realize what this verse tells us? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 reminds us that you were made by God. Your life is not your own. You don't get to choose the pattern of your life. I believe that every believer needs to come to the moment when we pray a prayer that sounds something like this. God, I surrender to you. God, you choose for me and I will surrender to you. God, you determine what is best for me and I will delight in that. We must declare to God, I give up my right to whine and pout, and I wholeheartedly embrace your plan for my life. The truth that comes from Ephesians 2.10 tells us that God thought you up. God created you and placed you here at this moment in history. And the reason that you're here is that you are created to do good works. You have not been created to do the works of the flesh or of the emotions, but good works that Christ planned before you were even born. Listen, the good works that God has prepared for you are so much more than reading a devotional book or listening to worship music. The good works that he has prepared for you help you to reach your full potential and help you to be the very best you possible. So while your life is not all about you, did you hear that? Let me say it again. Your life is not all about you or your pain or your disappointment, but he is all about you. He has been focused on your life since the beginning of time, and he has plans for you that you have never dreamed of this side of heaven. So today's radio program has really been a call. It's been a call for you to separate yourself from your emotional sewage, from your disappointment, and from your pain. It's about the call for you to surrender, for you to give up your right and your will, 
and for you to align your life with the good works that God has created for you since the beginning of time.